Cliff Richard there and peace in our time. It's 18 past nine on Launceston's Way FM. Dr Andrew Corbett is talking about how to find peace and uh, perhaps you'd like to tell us uh, in review what we're up to. Okay, where we've been. So we are talking about how to find peace and we've noted that dictionary.com, for example, gives 11 definitions for peace. It depends on the context. It depends on what... The, the the factors involved determines the definition for peace. There, there's peace within national communities, so international peace. That is generally defined as a lack of war or a lack of international strife. We've got peace within communities. We've got peace within cities and so on. That, that's a, that, that peace looks like something. It looks like a, a certain degree of harmony. You've then got peace within relationships and most notably within a family, within the family unit. There's a different set of skills required to achieve peace. And sometimes there are things that happen within a family that are misinterpreted as a lack of peace when in fact they're actually an indication for tremendous potential for peace. And then we looked at relationship peace within a marriage, how often sometimes the emotional security between two people becomes so strong that they say things to each other that hurt the other person and are often interpreted as a lack of love or the the beginnings of the breakdown of the relationship when in fact it's exactly the opposite. It's actually an indication that the relationship has become strong and can be strengthened from these moments. And some people at those moments use a roadmap that says when strife occurs, the, the, the road to the peace that I know of is to fight, fight my way to peace. And that rarely results in genuine peace. There's another roadmap that says the journey to peace is a peaceful journey. It's a journey of understanding. It's a journey of empathy. It's a journey where the other person is appreciated just for the very fact that they've been honest with you. And it's a journey that is peaceful and that, as well as the destination resulting in peace. And that, that kind of map helps people to reconcile. It involves forgiveness. It involves humility. But that's, that's actually moments that can strengthen a relationship. Now we're talking about the third category of peace. And it's a, it's a different skill set. So you can actually... You could be a UN international diplomat and you might know how to bring heads of government together and and create treaties. And yet your home life could be an absolute shocker mm. because it's a different set of skills required. Not only that, you, you yourself may be somebody who is looking for inner peace and you're looking for inner peace in a pill, in a bottle, in an inappropriate relationship and you know that those things do not bring peace. You've discovered that. You've discovered that peace is not found in a pill. Peace is not found in a bottle. Peace is not found in the bed of someone who shouldn't be there with you. So you've discovered that. In fact, you've discovered that those things often make the inner anguish of your soul worse. And you've, you've discovered that. So inner peace... Firstly, we need to understand that for some people, they don't have inner peace. In fact, probably more people than are prepared to admit it don't have inner peace. 
Now, this is very telling that the natural, normal human condition is a condition in which peace is hard to find. And this is very interesting. Some people really anguish over this. And, and I, you know, people say that's a really negative experience and it's really bad. I'm going to say again, I'm going to say the opposite. Everyone's zigging today and I'm zagging on this. I'm zagging about, you know, what relationship trouble looks like. I'm going, no, this is actually positive. From here, you can actually strengthen your relationship. This is not the symptoms of a relationship breakdown. These are the signs of a relationship becoming stronger. When you've got inner turmoil and anguish, this is not bad. This is actually really good. This pain of the soul, this turmoil. We sometimes don't think of pain as only being negative. Pain is only, for some people, a very negative, unhelpful thing. But Jan, if, if you didn't experience pain physically, mm. you, you would be suffering from Hansen's disease, mm. which is leprosy. Leprosy. Mm. Yeah. Where, where you no longer have pain receptors. Mm. And the damage that you could do to yourself because you no longer have physical pain receptors is, is enormous. And um, uh, the, the Tasmanian community... Uh, is a big supporter, I know, of the, the work of Leprosy Mission, mm. which is the pursuit uh, to eradicate Hansen's disease from the earth. Great mission. But just as it's physically possible to become desensitized to pain, it's actually also you know, psychologically, emotionally possible that people are trying to numb their pain receptors and they see that kind of inner anguish of pain as a really negative, harmful thing. I'm going to suggest, just as it is physically a really positive thing, emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, it's actually a it's a gift. It's a really positive thing. If you have inner anguish, you have it for a reason. The person who feels guilty should drop to their knees, lift their hands to the sky, and cry out to to their creator the words "thank you," mm. <laughs> because what a precious gift to have that inner anguish that tells us that something's not right. Mm. Something's not right. Now, I know that the world offers a number of solutions to this universal human condition. It offers religion. It Mm. says, just be religious, earn your way out of this anguish. And for most people, I've spoken with some very religious people, they, they will say, that religion has not helped. They still have incredible doubt. They still have the anguish of their soul. They, they, they are still restless. They still have the, the moments where they wake up in the middle of the night quite literally wondering where they will spend eternity because of the life they've been living. Religion has not got the answers. Some people find it in, in a pill. They, they, they believe that you can medicate your way to inner peace. Some people believe you can find it in a bottle, in a bar, or in a bed. And none of these things work. They are all distractions. They seem for the moment that they work in the sense that you know, a sweet poison seems nice. But ultimately, sugar-coated poison is still poison. And these things can actually make the pursuit of peace worse. They can actually make the condition of the soul worse. So how do you find true inner peace?
peace. Well, there was somebody who once lived, a very wise person who once lived, who said this, come unto me and I will give you rest. And it's that sense of rest that's, that, that captures that word peace, that word shalom. Come unto me, all you who labor. You're working hard to find this. Come unto me, you who labor and are weary, and I will give you rest. Uh, Eugene Peterson renders that. That's from uh, Matthew 11. Um, as as all, all you come unto me, all you who are weary and beaten up by religion, <laughs> and and I will give you rest and peace for your souls. So there, there is there is a remedy that universally millions upon millions of people can testify that they have found inner peace through being reconciled to God by what Jesus Christ has done. Now, Jen, this sounds so simple. It sounds just phenomenal. It sounds unbelievably simple. I mean, if I was selling this and I put a high price on it, I'd, I'd be a multi-squillionaire. But the truth of it is, it doesn't cost a cent. It's absolutely free. The peace that we all crave is available from our creator, who's also, is a beautiful word. I love this word. He, he's not just our creator. He's our redeemer. Mm. And our creator redeemer is offering peace for our souls. Peace for our souls that, that results from a prayer. <laughs> A prayer where, where we're asking. Now, I said before that in a relationship, th there comes those moments of strife. And the way you navigate the, the map out of those moments of strife is not to fight, but the map out of that is understanding, it's empathy, it's forgiveness that results in reconciliation. Mm. And it's the same in finding inner peace. We need to understand that our condition is because we are not right with God. Mm. That our souls are out of sync with God. We need to understand that. We, we need to consider what God has done for us. He, he, he has paid a high price to redeem us, to bring peace to us. He sent his son to die on a cross 2,000 years ago. That's not just history. That's reality today. And we need to be forgiven. We need to ask God to forgive us. That ache we have in our soul, it's called guilt. That guilt can only be washed away by a saviour. That guilt can only be washed away by someone whose name is peace. He shall be called peace, the prophet Isaiah said of Jesus. And when we ask God for forgiveness because of we understand what Christ has done for us, there comes into our soul an overwhelming sense of peace. And for the rest of your days as a follower of Christ, Jesus of Nazareth, it will be that peace that will be your guiding light. That the moment you step out of the path of peace, you feel the anguish, you feel the guilt, you feel that lack of peace. It becomes very noticeable. It's like stepping out from a warm room on a very, very cold, icy day. You know the difference. You feel it in your soul. And so peace becomes the guide to keep us in peace. So, Jan, it sounds so simple, it almost sounds anticlimactic, that we can find inner peace by calling out to God, asking him for forgiveness, and asking him to cleanse us of our guilt because of what Christ has done. But, Jan, 
I did this when I was 15 years of age and here I am now nearing my jubilee and I've never regretted it and I've never wanted to turn back and I still experience his peace today. Jan, I, I hope that there are people listening to us today who perhaps can, can relate to the fact that they may be in relationship turmoil, they need peace in their relationships and maybe we've given them some tips today on how they can navigate through that. But more importantly, my hope is that there may be some listening to us right now who in themselves, they know they need inner peace. And I hope they've heard that that inner peace is available. One prayer away, a prayer that says, Oh God, please forgive me of my sin. Come and live in my life and help me to know you. A simple prayer like that, Jan, you can't put it in a bottle, you can't put it in a pill, you, you won't find it in a bed. But it's that kind of peace that everyone needs. Mm. And I think from what you're saying, it's to do with trust and it's to do with uh, having a secure environment. Absolutely. Trust Mm. God, be secure in what he's done for us and his love for us. So, Jan, that's that's how you can find peace. And uh, I'll be back next week. Mm-hmm. with Cameron but <laughs> thank you for filling in this week that's all right thank you and uh, that's Dr Andrew Corbett and yes thank you for sharing with us this morning and remember you-